Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bruce Cruise and Hockey, episode number two. I am your host, Adam Osofsky, and joining me this time, Mr. Rob Niedermeyer, a.k.a. the biggest devil fan I know and biggest plug and chell I ever know. <laughs> yeah, I think that honor of biggest plug and chell can go to you, but that's the big <laughs> Two dusters and one. <laughs> so as we approach trade deadline... We all know the moves already been made with Edmonton to Philadelphia, yeah. which I think Philadelphia won that trade. Getting Cam Talbot? If they can re-sign him, yeah, they definitely won. The Hart looks up to him as a mentor. He trains with him in the offseason. He considers him a friend. And if that's something you can keep Carter happy with, having a mentor of his in the locker room, oh, yeah, Philly won this trade. But still, ours is looking good in the short time he's had with Philly this season. Well, Anthony Stolarts is he's a fantastic goaltender for Philly. I think with I don't know who would start. Is it going to be Stolarts or is it going to be Cam Talbot? Uh, what do you think? In in Edmonton or Philly? In Philly. Uh, in Philly, I think Carter Hart would start easily. Oh, I forgot they got rid of Stolarts for him. Yeah. Sorry, my I, I thought you were talking about Edmonton. You're saying Miko Koskinen probably still starting. No, nah, I think I think <laughs> Stolarts should start over. Nico. They they just gave him that extension. You don't give him <laughs> $4.5 million for 32 NHL games. Oh, we're, we're going to do that and not start him. <laughs> now, hold on. Now, I, I, in my opinion, this whole Panarin rumor, I heard that Philly wants him. Who else wants him? Uh, I've heard Florida. I've, I've heard New York. The Island, I heard the Islanders actually are willing to trade for Panarin. Oh, yeah. I think Florida is the most prime destination because no taxes. You're right by Miami when you're living in Sunrise. He owns a condo in Miami as it is. <laughs> so he, he almost looks like he could go there, but I don't think he – I don't know. No, but, but yet again, going to Florida is like going to Columbus. Who the hell wants to play in the middle of bump nowhere? Bubble fuck New <laughs> yeah. Florida. Like you're living – off the middle of nowhere in Florida, or you're living in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, you're you're losing either way. Well, yeah, I mean, you really think about it. If Panarin, but if Panarin goes to the Islanders, in my opinion, even though I hate the fucking Islanders, if Panarin goes to the Islanders, I think the way the Islanders should do it, at least give like a first or second pick for some or someone that, like compared to his playing game. They won't get rid of Barzell. They won't get rid of, uh, let's see, who Maybe they, they give rid of an expiring contract like Eberle as a rental to the Blue Jackets. Yeah, but still. He's I don't not think... on the same par as Panarin, obviously, but it's still a rental plus some picks. Exactly. I mean, and maybe I if Eberle likes Columbus enough, he might resign. Resign. But I don't know. But if Panarin signs, if goes to the Islanders, gets traded to the Islanders, the Islanders are going past the first round. Oh, yeah. They're, right now, they're the big... I'm not saying Washington's not a threat. I think... The Islanders are a big threat in the Metropolitan. The fact that the Isles, the Isles are doing this well is a shock as a whole. That they're even close to being in a playoff spot, let alone being first in the Metro. When everyone, including myself and probably you, thought, Oh, they're going to make last in the league without Tavares. No, they're proving Tavares wrong right now. Oh, yeah. Islander fans are saying, fuck you, Tavares. We don't need him. We don't need you. You can stay in Toronto. You can stay with your fucking golden boys of fucking NHL right now. If he stayed in there, he turned down more money from the Sharks and the Islanders to go to Toronto. Well, you got to notice that he was also born in Toronto. Yeah. 
So, instead of getting, okay, he's making 11-5 in Toronto, per se, that money goes up to, like, 13 with the Isles. He's making more money, but is he going to be happy there? No. I don't think so. In my opinion, I don't think so. He didn't want to be in mediocrity anymore, and he went to a team that he knows he could probably contend for a cup. Well, here's the other thing, too. When, especially if you're a New York fan, coming from a Rangers fan, every everyone knows in New York we have the biggest pre- we put the biggest pressure on our players and to with Tavares leaving to go to Toronto I think that was a smart decision even though Islander fans are so salty about that cuz they trade away their captain but they also got to realize like look how well you're doing without him yeah like they're doing really well without him uh I think Tavares as a whole like he was only like the second or third Second or uh, third, first overall pick in the Islanders' history with uh, Di Pietro and I want to say somebody else. And I think just that first overall pressure and everything really got to him. And now that he's not here, oh, he's has no pressure on his back, nothing. He could just play his game and look how he's doing. Yeah, I mean, now speaking of the Rangers, we all know trade deadline's coming. Like, this, I, I think I'm going to have a heart attack this week. <laughs> Like, do you remember last year we were on uh, talking on yes. PlayStation and you said out of JT Miller got traded? I freaked. I said McDonough got traded. You're like, what? And then you were like, oh, then Miller got traded. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was the best reaction I've ever seen after a trade. I, I did this? not want to. I, out of all the team last year, I know they said we're rebuilding. I don't like the fucking term rebuild. What the hell is a rebuild for the New York Rangers? Because oh, we're not tanking. We're, we're we're rebuilding, but we're not tanking. We're, exactly. We're trying to We're a mediocre team yeah. right now. We're let, not... Let, let's deal with that line that Vancouver's been dealing with since uh, 2011. Perpetual mediocrity. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like... what I if, if I was the Rangers last year compared to this year, I would have kept Miller. I would have kept McDonough because they both are... They produced well in New York. I would have gotten rid of Mark Stahl in a heartbeat. Have fun trading that contract. Oh, yeah, I agree. That contract is untradeable. If we, what do you, well, thing is, like, Mark Stahl, he's not been doing well this year. He has literally no defense. I think so far, to me, the biggest bust since signing Wade fucking Redding (laughs) is Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah. Shattenkirk has not been. Has what not, he was anywhere. Exactly. He's, he wasn't like how he was when he played for Washington or uh, St. Louis. He wasn't that same player. Oh, yeah. And what really pisses me off, that we signed, we gave him a ton of money, and he ain't doing shit. The reason why the Rangers got him is because he could quarterback a power play. Well, as of right now, I'm not going to be a bias because he's my favorite player. Sabanajad is fucking carrying that power play on his back. Thank you. Meek is putting that team on his back, though. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, if Sabanajad did not, if he did not sign that big contract, then what? who would score our goals now? A Kreider? <laughs> Kreider's actually, believe it or not... He's had a pretty good season, yeah. Well, yeah, but my thing is, Zuccarello, if he gets traded, that's where all Ranger... Some Ranger fans want him gone. 
I can see why he has some. He has a little value. He has a lot. He's a little value, but you can get thing. a pick or two out of but him. But look what our first line's doing. We have over fifty points all together in that first line between Meek Zabanajad, Matt Zuccarello, and Chris Kreider. Come on, fifty combined points. That... Fifty plus combined points all together uh... on that first line. I think Colorado called. They they want the title of top first linebacker for Antino McKinnon and Landis Cog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying that like they're the best first line in the league. I'm just saying if you put those three, and if you put Colorado's three, I mean, I think you don't know. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm not saying. Well, this is the line that's dominating the NHL in my opinion, and that's Pasternak, Marchand, and. Uh, Bergeron. Yeah, that's been a great line this year. Boston's been dominating with that first line. Now, if they were to trade Zuccarello, we're going to get a second pick for it. We're going to get a second round pick for him. That Not probably a, a mid-level prospect. Maybe? You think so? If, okay, if the Devils are going to second for Brian Boyle, as much as I love him and he's near and dear to my heart, he he's a bottom six guy at best on any other team. Right, but he's also so, a tall center. That, but yeah, you could put him on the second power play or something like that. Use him as a big body for deflections. But a second-round pick was a bit of an overpayment by Nashville. So if he gets a second-round pick, that sets the market for a lot of guys to get overpaid in the, in the trade market. Now, I've been hearing now I've been hearing that Paul Mary, is, speaking of the devil, I hear Paul Mary is actually stepping up now. In the locker room, yeah. Like, he's been stepping up. Like, I'm, he's been impressing me this year. How many goals does he have? Uh, as of last night, 26. And Zabanajad, I think, has... I just checked, think, 27. 27 goals. Yeah. <laughs> so they're close on edge. But Paul Mary, without Hall... Has been killing it. Here recently, Marcus Johansson has been killing it. He has 11 points in 12 games. Well, yeah, now, since we are talking about trade deadline, now, the Devils. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do? I could see us shipping out either Lovejoy or, Bo- or Johansson. Maybe both for just picks. Just get draft picks out of them. Yeah. Well, if this Terry Johansson's on, maybe we can get, like, a mid-level prospect in, like, a second or a third. But well, yeah. I don't know. As of right now, who's, let's see, who's in last place in the standings? Vancouver, right? Ottawa the most. <laughs> so, Ottawa Senators are dead last. Yeah. I know, they've been up Shit's Creek without Eric Carlson. <laughs> They're trading Matt Duchesne, supposedly. Yeah, I heard Duchesne does not even want to go... I heard Duchesne, I forgot what team he wanted to go to. I was just looking this up on Twitter. Yeah, he. Uh, I've heard that the Isles are rumored, but I don't believe that one. The Islanders are not going to get fucking Duchesne and get uh, Panarin. Panarin. They have to have two more or the other. If they get Duchesne and Panarin. The thing is this, why would you even want to make a trade with the team chemistry as high as it is? Exactly. You don't want to really mess anything up with the Oh, that team. <laughs> Yeah, to knock over your thing. Yeah, I had to knock over your keys. That's fun. You knocked over my keys. <laughs> but <laughs> shit happens. But if the Islanders got Panarin and Duchesne, then I have a feeling they're going to go to the Stanley Cup final with that team. Yeah. <clears throat> now, with Lovejoy and Johansson getting dealt, they want to get. I would think you're better off getting draft picks. Yeah. In my opinion, I think the Devils should do that and get draft picks. If they don't get draft picks, then they're, they're, they're stupid. But now, if you think about it, if the Devils get second overall in the first round, they if no one takes Hughes, 
you have the one of the best Finnish players prospects coming up, which is Kako. Yeah, I I would love for I. Here's my thing. I love Jack Hughes. I think he's gonna be great. But we have a definite lack of right wing depth, and Capo Kako would fit that role perfectly. I think Kako would be very good. That wasn't me. Fuck it, Todd. It was a ghost. <laughs> Probably. But no, I think Kako Kako would be a perfect fit on the Devils or really any roster in the entire league. Well, yeah. Just due I, to he has something about him that just stands out. Well, if, well, let's see. In what position is Hughes playing? Center. He's a center. But he could also play left wing. So if you imagine this. Now, I heard, now Anaheim's also tanking a little bit, too. <clears throat> I wouldn't call their thing a tank. I would just call them just age hitting them in a fucking face and yeah well here's the thing randy carlisle did a lot of dump and chase plays i'm very happy they got rid of him mm-hmm. but that's ducks are going to be ducks are going to get like a fourth third fourth pit overall well in the draft depends on how the lottery goes they could jump up to the top three well for all we know heck the got the people who finished dead like for like uh right outside the playoffs they could jump up that's what philly did and uh they got patrick yeah, yeah, and that's also what uh, the Stars did when they got uh, high seed in the same year that the Devils got Nico. Yep. And Colorado ended up falling to four because of it. <laughs> Worst team in the league falls to four. <laughs> yeah, right. Just think about that. Imagine thinking, oh, we're going to get Heesher or Patrick. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just just get spit in their face. I think when the Devils got Nico Heesher, we got lucky. you guys got very lucky. But, you know, coming from that first overall draft pick, he. He hasn't been doing much. He's not really putting the team on his back. He's not scoring. He's not a goal scorer. He, was, a, he wasn't really known as a goal scorer in juniors anyway. He's more of a pure playmaker, just getting the puck into the right positions and setting his teammates up, which can't say he hasn't been. He put up 50-some-odd points last year with a, he had a chronic wrist injury the entire year that he played through. And then this year, he's on pace to hit 65 if he continues on the pace he's on right now. So he's... Doing pretty well. He got thrusted into the number one center role. You can't expect a eighteen year old rookie to go from juniors to oh number one center in the NHL like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, <clears throat> but if Nico, it like the, he had a lot of expectations of his first rookie season from his first round draft pick. I had expectations for him, but like at the same time, it's like the kid's a rookie. He's getting put right to the number one C role. He's gonna have to adapt. I'm not gonna. Force him to be like, oh, you got to put up 110 points this year. You're you got to be Connor McDavid out here, kid. I know, but from what I've heard, the, the Jack Hughes is supposed to be the next Connor McDavid. Like, I heard, but I heard Capo's so this be like, Cap Capo is the guy who I want personally because I <clears> see team <throat> need at right wing. We don't need it. We, we could use an extra center, but that could be something we could bring in. Our right wing depth is so bad, even in the prospect pool, that we need someone like a Kako. Well, let's see who you got in your right. Who's in the right wing spot? You have Paul Mary, Paul Mary Anderson. Uh, we run Coleman there occasionally. Uh, our right wing spots had so many just in and outs. It's basically been Paul Mary, whoever, Coleman, random fourth liner here. <laughs> the fourth line plug over here. I'll pull up our lineup from yesterday just to see. I know our I know most of our lot from yesterday was uh Palmieri, Anderson, somebody Gabriel, Curtis Gabriel, yeah. 
I'll tell you this right now. Which, <laughs> which, oh, I think that's not one of the best of... Do I think that he should be on the NHL roster as much as I like him? No. Yeah, but I think he's more of a... He's a, he's a tough he's a, guy. He's a tough guy. He's an enforcer. What do you expect? Uh, him and, I would like to see him and Miles Wood. On the same line? That could be fun. Oh, my God. Speaking of... The Devils. And oh, old Brat. Jasper Brat. How the hell did I forget about How do you him? forget about Jasper Brat? <laughs> he slipped in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, Brat. <laughs> but uh, speaking of old players of the Devils and right now prospect, not a well, prospect, but in the minors in the AHL, Brendan Crawley and Bobby Wildthing Farnham got at it again. Really? Yeah, they got into another fight. Did, did Wildthing win at least? I th- yeah, he did. He like threw a lot of punches yeah. from what I saw. I don't know if the video was from this last game or but they got into it. But, That's good. Well, because Bobby Farnham's like I I remember when he was like fucking shit up in New Jersey. I remember the fight between him and Mike Rupp back in twenty twelve. Oh my god, don't remind me. <laughs> he, Mike Rupp runs Marty and I see his Farnham come. No, do you remember uh, as soon as like Marty, like Marty got shoved by Mike Rupp? He, one player, I forgot who it was. I think it was Parise. I don't remember. He jumped on Rupp and he Rupp jumped, jumped. Yeah, then like he jumped on Rupp and Rupp's like, get on my level and like threw him down. Rupp was a massive human being. <laughs> Oh my. He was like he was like three twenty five. Talk like six, about like six seven. Talk about rivalry. Now, last night I forget. I think it was at a it was at a Ducks game. It was at the Ducks game last night because Niedermeyer retired his number. Yep. There was a picture. Someone took a picture of a Ranger fan wearing a Mark Messier Liberty jersey and a Devils. Someone was wearing a Devils jersey that said uh, Rangers suck oh three. <laughs> now I don't know why. I understand the Devils fan being there because Niedermeyer used to play for the Devils. But why the fuck was there a Ranger fan in Cal- at a Ducks game? I don't know, but isn't that Liberty jersey Messi a jersey foul anyway? Didn't he, he didn't wear that jersey? Yeah, he did. He? he did? Yeah, he did. Was it his, like, last year in New York before he went to Vancouver? <laughs> no, he was... He, those Liberty jerseys were out in 96. They, they were out for only 10 years. Messi retired in 2000, I think the 2002-2003 season. He was on Vancouver, I know that. No, yeah, he got traded to Vancouver in 97. Yeah. He only played one year with Wayne Gretzky on the Rangers. Yep. The reason why I know that, I didn't. I thought it was a Jersey pal because I thought they came out a little after he got traded. No. No, but. Gretzky. I remember he got, I remember when he went to Vancouver and I'm like, I was trying to give what jersey he was wearing. If it was more like the modern, like blue one or the Liberty. It was like the old black, it, like what, the Vancouver jersey? No, the. Oh, uh, the Rangers? Yeah, the Rangers. Yeah, the, the modern, kind of like home the modern away and yeah. the modern home and away and the alternate Liberty jersey, oh. the navy blue one. He did yeah. not wear the white one. Oh, yeah. The white one was only out for like two seasons in the in the late nineties. That makes sense. But the funny thing is, when they wore the Liberty jerseys, yes, Messier did wear them. Yeah, I didn't know that. Remember, so. he like like I just said, he only played one season with Wayne Gretzky when he got uh, signed with the Rangers. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> they, they, funny thing is, they I think they only played like one or two seasons in uh, Edmonton with each other as well. Yeah. No, I think, I oh, think, it's right. Yeah. They traded Gretzky before they got Messier. Then they went on the one no, Cup in 90 with no, no, Messier. No, no, no. Well, here's the thing. Gretzky 
Gretzky won, I think, four cups, five cups, four Stanley Cups. Yeah. Messier won six. Yeah. So, uh, three. No, he. One with the Rangers. Five or six times. He won one with the Rangers, five times with the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because the dynasty. I don't know. This is something I got to look up. And Messier, I could have sworn Messier won the cup six times. <laughs> he won five times with the Edmonton. And one time with the Rangers. How many Stanley Cups did he Wow, I know my hockey knowledge, but that's, damn, that's, this that's is so lacking. Me, this is so lacking, and this is bugging me. This is bugging the shit out of me. He won... Six. He won... So he won five with Edmonton, and one yeah. with the Rangers. So he won how many with uh, Edmonton without Gretzky? Uh, Two times, right? One time? 1990. And Gretzky was dealt in '89, right? Yes, that's Gretzky was dealt after the '88-'89 season. That's that's where the Team Fogo tradition with the Stanley Cup came because Gretzky kind of knew in the back of his head he was getting traded, mm-hmm. and that's when he called everyone and said, "Look, we're good. No, how this gonna stick by? I want a Team Fogo with the cup." And that's when everyone went like this, and yeah, mm, four time with the Stanley. And that's how the Team Fogo tradition with the cup is now a thing. <clears throat> Wayne Gretzky started it when when he kind of knew he was going to get traded to LA. Well, if you think about it now, Messier, Messier won more Stanley Cups than Gretzky. Five times, six times. Yeah, two, six. four with Gretzky, two without Gretzky. If yep. you think about it, now we all know Gretzky's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. Yeah, his records probably will never be touched. Yeah, but when it comes to Stanley Cups, uh, Mark Messier. It's the one thing Messier tops him in. <laughs> No, when it comes to the greatest of all time of winning Stanley Cups, it's Messier. You're talking about the... I, I know this is going to trigger the shit out of you, but you were not even born when this happened. That's why it will probably trigger me. <laughs> the guaranteed 94. Oh, yeah. That, like, who's... Mess, that team had some cockiness and swagger to it. They can guarantee it if they want it. And they were... The Devils were up 2 nothing. Yeah. It doesn't trigger because I wasn't alive. Mm-hmm. I make fun of the... oh. Mato, Mato thinks it's kind of funny to look back at because oh, then he goes in the cup. This goal will last a lifetime. Yeah, this one will last a life. <laughs> and you know what? The funny thing is, I did not see. I was very shocked that I did not see one shitty fucking fan in that building when I was at the '94 game. I'm not. I think people might have just been like, "Look, it's let them have their time." Yeah, <laughs> it's right? their one shining moment it, in the. Could song. you imagine if they did um, a twenty fifth anniversary of the ninety five season? <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, I think the only reason why they threw the twenty fifth anniversary of the winning the Stanley Cup was because it was a story. But not only that, I think it was Dolan was like trying to pull something out of his ass and say, we need to make the fans happy. That and, well, it's a money grab. You know having everyone from that 94 team show up was literally going to have one game or the entire arena sold out from seat to seat. And you know what? And it wasn't sold out for the ceremony. Really? Yeah, only the upper deck was full. I believe it. Well, the lower level's all suits. That's why. And they were, the lower bowl was so empty. I was like, God, you probably could have moved down there if you wanted to. I know, right? Like, that's what I hate about the garden, in a sense, is a lot of the lower bowl is pure suits. Yeah, It's not real fans not being able to get tickets. Yeah. A real fan would love to have that ticket down there and be able I to agree. enjoy it. But no, it's some suits, some corporations like, oh, yeah, we're going to buy up this entire row, give it to our people, and then they're going to give it to little Jimmy, their nephew, as a birthday gift, and they'll never go. <laughs> 
I mean, you're not wrong there. Speaking of suits, the guy who wears the most amazing, but what the fuck is he wearing suits? Mr. Don Cherry. What the fuck was he thinking talking shit about the Carolina Hurricanes? The Hurricanes actually laughed back at him and says, oh, we're jerks for selling after games. I don't think Don Cherry understands that it's all about having fun. Hockey's all about having fun. Yeah. I'm pre- in, I was watching NHL Network today, and some guy said, I disagree with Don Cherry. And Don Cherry, we don't care. This is America. We let, we can do whatever the fuck we want kind of the, like attitude. If you don't have this shit up in Canada, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, Don Cherry, in a way, has a point. I, okay, I agree with what the Kings are doing. I, I find them hilarious. And I find how they do different things. Like, oh, the, Ho- the Jose Batista bat flip. Or the, oh, they did the Thor hammer thing and all that. I mm. found that really cool. The b- human bowling. Yeah, that was cool. The storm. But then there was some of it where it's like, Don Cherry's a point. You're in the National Hockey League. Yes, it's about having fun. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to see it where the post-game handshake might just come back for almost every game. It's almost a sign of respect. That's the... You know what's funny? I I really wish, like... there. There's only one sport that does that after... In the regular season, not the playoffs. Yeah. And that was... uh, That's football. Mm-hmm. Most of them will at least try to give a handshake to at least one guy. There's only... <laughs> there's only two times of the year where you see the handshake line in hockey, which is the Winter Classic... Or the playoffs. And the playoffs. Yeah. That's it. When the, when you're eliminated, if, you, if your team eliminates another team, then that's where the handshake line comes in. But if you're playing the Winter Classic outdoors, there it's tradition. Well, actually, another sport that does it is soccer as well. A lot of games. At yeah. Least, at least see. semi-big games do it. Yeah, like the Champions League yeah. or... And, at least uh, if you're in a big competition, they'll make you do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Usually the Champions League, people party. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, the ultra sign of respect, I get it. I think they should bring the handshake lines. Because you want to respect, but you know. It's all about having fun as well. Even beer, you know what's funny? Even uh, recreational games, we have, uh, whatchamacallit, we have Opposed, handshake lines. Yeah, it's just this kind of a sign of like, yeah, good. But you, you might have won, but here's your, your respect that you came out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's came out, just play your ass off and that's how it is. But then, again, they're almost doing something for the fans. Like, oh, look, we respect you came out here. Here's a little post-game entertainment for our win. <laughs> exactly. No one. You spent your hard-earned money to even be up <laughs> in that seat right next to the rafter. You're putting, oh, this silver going to anything else. Here, here's a little entertainment for you. Yeah. Sides I mean, for the game. I agree. I agree. And to be honest with you, I would like to, um, to bring up about the respect of especially you know we were just talking about recreational hockey like last night was a lot of fun i know you were asking me like you were trying to ask me all day about this like how was the winter last night was a lot of fun it was good to see teammates that i played in the tournament with then it was also fun it was cool seeing like you know being out just playing hockey outdoors is something i never done in my life Besides playing roller hockey, that doesn't count. I yeah. meant ice hockey. Oh, yeah. Ice, yeah. That was the rank. Like, as soon as we got there, like, only, like, six people were allowed to skate on the ice for free for public skating. Yeah. We had so much fun. We got to test it, you know, get our blades going, you know, get our legs going. The coolest thing ever. <laughs> and, I mean, 
It was it was snowing. That's kind of cool. It was snowing during the game. <laughs> Even though my team didn't win. Yeah. We lost three to two. <laughs> but hell, it was fun. Got to see all the guys from the Stably Cap tournament. You know, I had some uh, rivals from, uh, from, excuse me, previous tournaments. And seeing that was pretty cool. Like, just being the same team on, even especially, like, I only had two of my Rager teammates on my, uh, on my team. Oh, yeah. It's cool. But, uh, uh, I, I think it was just amazing. I could tell you enjoyed that, obviously. It's like, it's just something that seems pretty cool to go out and play, just do like a winter classic based with people you've played with before and almost friends per se. I, I just, I kind of figured that it would be like a, I think, I just take it as a pickup hockey game. Yeah, that's how probably most of them are taking it as well. So like, oh, we can have it's a pickup pick game hockey game with two teams uh, for the Stadley Cap and we just have fun with it. Exactly. You can't think of it as anything more than that at some points. No. Well, we all know Lord Stabley likes to uh, organize a lot of games. Yeah. He had, we have a game tonight, but I'm not playing. I'm out of the lineup. <laughs> I don't even want to play. My legs were so jello from last night. <laughs> so, I watched highlights. You know, this is not hockey related, but this is where the podcast can go. You know, other talks, because I don't really want to make it just a hockey podcast. Okay. I saw the highlights last night for the Daytona 500. Alright. What a finish. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone thought Kyle, if Kyle would have gotten, I was like watching the last five laps. If Kyle got a shot, if Logano was not in Kyle's way, Kyle would have won this thing. I agree. I was either pulling for Kyle Busch or Ryan Priest. I, I want to see Kyle Busch win just because uh, it would have made you and Tommy and all the other Kyle Busch fans are really happy to finally see him get that mountain peak and all that. Mm-hmm. And finally, he said he won a Daytona 500. Yeah. That's, it's funny because he's won a championship. He's won every racetrack, but he's only not accomplished one thing, and that's the Daytona 500. Has he won? Yeah, Trey J. He won, a, uh, he won the race, uh, yeah. He won the summer Daytona race. I was going to say, did he even win Daytona yet? <laughs> yeah, he won. He won, he won every race at Daytona except for the 500. If yeah. you think about it, he won the Clash. He's won a shootout. Yeah, that's what I meant by a Clash. He won a dual race. Yep. He won the Coca-Cola 600 race. Not yeah. Coca-Cola, the Coke 400 race. Yeah. Now he should get the Daytona 500. He's got to win the Daytona 500. Now, if he would have imagined if he would have won the inaugural Rover Roval Roval Roval. race. Yeah. He would have swept the Charlotte races technically then last year after yep. winning the 600. Yep. I, I'm sorry, but I think that Roval race was uh, pretty interesting. Well, I thought it was interesting as you, well. Uh, I remember you were pissed off. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think... How, now, let me ask you this. How many wins do you think Gibbs is going to have altogether? This year? Uh, well, they already have one. <laughs> um, I say Kyle probably gets like his usual six or seven. Maybe five. Somewhere in that usual to five. I think Seven. Truex is going to win Between that four. five and eight range that Kyle normally gets here of late. I think Truex true. normally gets anywhere from between like three to seven. Daddy yeah. has his one that he might win another. I think that's his only win he this year. He might get two because he either Martinsville or maybe like New Hampshire. He's good at. He's good at the short track. He likes the flat track. So maybe maybe give him two or maybe give him two more. Oh, uh, man. And Eric Jones. And Eric Jones, I could see him surprising somebody and getting a win somewhere. Now, I, I, my opinion with Eric Jones is 
he was such the talent last year. Filling in for Matt Kenseth, like, that's big shoes to fill. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. And uh, I think his one year as a rookie at Furman really helped him get the cup car under him and get yep. under there. And he proved it last year with that win, and he was pretty consistent with being in the top ten. Didn't have many top fives, but he was mildly consistent just putting in the top ten and just saying, well, I'm here. Now, could you imagine if he won? Now, could you imagine if Byron won the Daytona 500 yesterday? Now, how many do you think Elliott fans are going to be like, yep, we're going to Byron Nation now? Well, a lot of Elliott fans are Gordon fans. And, and junior they, fans. And junior fans, but a lot of Gordon fans support whoever's in the 24. Mm-hmm. So, but junior fans are just massive Chase fans now, but some of them I've seen move to Byron and Bowman and everyone in that Hendrick team, basically, but... Except for Jimmy Johnson. No, I've seen it. But, no, I think I think if Bo- if Byron would have won, that would have been good for just Hendrick as a whole, getting something off their back, just winging, finally getting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Hendrick Motorsports, didn't they just, re- they received accomplishment, uh... At the duel? Or it was the qualifying. It was the qualifying. Seven times. Oh, yeah, because the four. Chevy, yeah. All four uh, Hendrick cars were row one and two. Yup, and it was the 700th pole in the history of NASCAR for Chevy. Yeah, because Chevrolet always dominate because of Hendrick Motors. Oh, yeah, they're great at the plate tracks. <laughs> oh, my God. I, that's one of their freaking amazing tracks, is every plate track, though. You'll see a Hendrick car, at least one of them up front. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, if you added um, all the good cars, and if you add, like, I think Byron's going to get a win this year. I, I have a it. gut feeling he's going to win a race this year. I can see it. He looked decent last year. Harvick is going to win eight Har- races. Harvick's going to win his typical five to eight. Yeah. Hopefully he'll, he doesn't get uh, penalized for some of these races. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm just gonna put this out there. Harvick and Kyle Busch are the last two the last two guys to win eight races and not win a championship. But uh the year before the guy who won eight races might have won it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. NASCAR, you know what think <laughs> one thing that really impresses me with NASCAR, you don't have to retire at an early age. Oh yeah. Look at Mark <laughs> Three races like sixty five. Listen to Gucci Mane before races. <laughs> that is the best thing ever. He, you just walk into the gym. Oh, there's some Gucci playing. <laughs> he listens, Mark Martin listened to Gucci Mane. In his Twitter bio, my favorite rapper's Gucci Mane. <laughs> <laughs> they had Gucci Mane introduct him into the Hall of Fame, which I found hilarious. <laughs> I, well, speaking of the Hall of Fame, I think this year's Hall of Fame class was cool. With Penske and all that? Yeah, yeah. Penske in it, Gordon. Jeff Gordon. Who else uh, we knew that was uh Pink Alaco no not Kawiki. Yeah, Kawiki, Davy Allison. Yep, Davy Allison, yep. Kawiki. All these great drivers. I did not now I did not watch the Unrivaled show yet with Earnhardt. I'm and not Gordon. gonna spoil anything, but it's really emotional at the end. I heard it was emotional. At the end when Jeff walks up to Dale's statue. It oh yeah, I you. saw that clip. That hits you. After you after you watch the entire thing, it just it's like wow. It just hits you right in like Jeff Gordon heart. gets a lot of respect for that. I always liked Jeff Gordon. Like I always had respect for him. But you grew up a Hendrick fan. That's probably why yeah. you liked him a lot. Yeah. The only driver I did not like in Hendrick Motorsports was Jimmy Johnson. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah. I believe. There's it. only like a certain pain. I only rooted him for certain races, <laughs> like the Fontana race in yeah, 2016, the Superman, the Superman car. car. 
That was pretty cool. And I rooted for him when he uh, drove the SpongeBob car in 2003, 2004 at Charlotte. Yep. With Kyle Busch running Patrick. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, I want to fucking Kyle to win that race <laughs> so bad. But it was cool seeing Jimmy win it because SpongeBob was sponsoring the race. and You were probably mad when he uh, spun Bobby out uh, for the 600 that one year. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> No, like, I, there was only, like, a certain amount of, like, I like Brian Vickers when he drove for the 25. Uh, yeah, you know my love obsession with Brian Vickers. <laughs> yep, I have his diecast of the G-Mac. Yeah, you know my love obsession with him and how I think he definitely should have had a longer career. <laughs> yeah. No, and honestly, with the whole thing with, um, with Brian Vickers... He didn't win any races with Hendrick. He won that one, the 25 car. That Dega. He moved Johnson and Earnhardt. Oh, yeah, it's right. Well, he didn't move Johnson and Earnhardt. Johnson went for a, a stupid move on Dale, and Dale wrecked himself, and everyone tried to blame Brian Vickers. No. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, Terry only had his last win in uh, 2003, Darlington. Which is a symbolic Still, way to go out. Yes. Well, he also... The Iron Man car. No, he just raced a regular That's Kellogg's right. car. He won with his Iron Man car, I believe, in ninety. 90- Forgot. It was that was long ago, yeah. That but... was a very long time ago. <laughs> he did win in the Iron Man car, though. Yeah. Oh my god! Over six hundred starts, six, and then he had a broken hand. He didn't even want to. That season, believe it or not, the ninety six season didn't... when he won the championship, he did not want to stop. Like he kept going. He had yeah. a really good. Yeah, averaging the top five all majority He didn't want to get out of the car with that broken hand, which yep. is credit where credit's due. Yep. Labonte just said, I want a championship. And with injuries in NASCAR, as much as I hate Denny Hamlin with a burning passion, I give him credit for racing with that torn ACL he had a few years ago in the chase. Mm-hmm. That- well, Denny, Denny's now going to be America's most hated because after he wrecked Chase Elliott. <laughs> He's yeah. NASCAR's most hated because of Chase Elliott. Wrecking him twice. Not once, but twice. Everyone, oh, Chase has a shot to win his first race at Martinsville. Nope. This year at Phoenix, everyone, Chase has a shot to make the 504. Nope. Was that the year we went to Dover, right? Yeah, the year oh my God. we went to Dover. Never, when we went to Dover. Uh, Chase chokes fall. it, and the dude just looks up at you and flips you off. All right, so we went, to, me and Rob went to Dover fall of 2017. One of the that was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> like the last five laps, I was standing, pacing. I'm like, oh my god, please just do something. <laughs> and like the last two laps, Kyle Busch passes Chase Elliott, and Kyle Busch won the race. And you're right, a dude. I said haters is gonna hate, and there was a Chase Elliott and looked at me, flipped me off, and double walked, and walked away. <laughs> I walk, you know, like, did I ever tell you what happened after the race? Like, I stayed just to see if any of the drivers would come out. Yeah, that by that one exit. Yeah. Where I got a hat, I got a hat from the uh, pit crew. Yeah. Smelled like champagne <laughs> and monster. Probably still does. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so I walked to my car at Dover and literally a bunch of Elliott fans looked at me. They didn't even, like, yell at me or anything. They said, good race, because they saw my jacket. 
Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I thought Chase was going to win it. I ha- and I even told all those Elliott fans, I say, I have no hatred for Chase Elliott or Hendrick Motorsports because I used to be a fan of Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> I still am. I, was still, I still respect Rick Hendrick and st- I respect that team. Except yeah. for Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> like, I, uh, did I ever tell you about the time, uh, you know, I went to Dover uh, in June of 2018, not, uh, not Dover, Poco in June of 2018, uh, Truex won. Yeah. So after Truex wins and all that, and there's Kyle Busch fan, they congratulated me. I waited to try and get Jeff Gordon's autograph coming down from the thing and digging, but, so there's a Truex fan next to me waiting with me. Mm-hmm. We were walking back to the parking lot and all that, and. He's like, oh, yeah, my uh, my family's tailgating and all that. You should come meet him. We're all massive Truex fans. So I went and met him. They treated me like I was family. Like, I was getting ready to walk back to my dad back our spot. They're like, oh, yeah, take a plate. They're like, oh, yeah, here's a burger. And there's some, here's some food. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it was nice meeting y'all. Truex Nation. <laughs> I'm going to take this and leave. <laughs> oh, man. I You have no idea. When I first heard that Truex was going to Gibbs Racing and driving the 19. I was, ha- I was happy. Oh, my God, it. dude. You and I were so excited because we were like, yes, we're finally going to be teammates for, for this year. Because <laughs> I know how much you like Truex and I know how much you like Kyle Busch. So. Kyle's growing on me. As much as I, oh, I, oh, I hate him. It's, it's more of a I hate you on track, but off track, you're a pretty cool guy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like. On track, Kyle has his moments, and it pisses me off a little bit. But I think everyone has their moments when they're on the racetrack. Off, off track, I love Kyle. I, off track, Kyle's one of the nicest guys you'll meet, probably. Oh, hell, I mean, I've never... Well, you got the chance to be... You got my hat signed by him. You're like, here, don't say... I remember when you t- you gave it to me, and you were like, here, don't say I did anything for you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I told you, yeah, I have a bit of a surprise. Yeah, that's a hero card or something like that. I'd probably get my hat signed. There you go. <laughs> and then you got my Kyle Busch hat signed, which yeah. I was like, oh my god, yes. I remember when you got it, you just gave me a big hug, like, you just made my year. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> then, like, then he wins, this just made my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, I, it's like that bar down video. Why is he crying? Man, get your priorities straight. This is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> I remember... Now, let me ask you this question. What? <laughs> what were you more happy for? The Eagles winning the Super Bowl or Martin Truex Jr. winning in Pocono and you seeing that in person? Put me on the spot here, Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say probably the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. It oh, was, my God. It, it's, it just took uh, – just after being a fan and all everything of just – All that Eagle years of and suffering. Hearing, and hearing, oh – I, I tried to call the Eagles, but they got no rings. Duh. Or uh, I left my beer on your table. I left my beer at table. I, I didn't leave a ring. I didn't leave a ring at an Eagles fan's house. Oh my god, I was hounding that night and too. I was like, talk. I was like talking shit. About I remember both you teams. called me. I was still. I was just getting over my crying. How does it feel? This is the greatest <laughs> moment ever. <laughs> my life is complete. You got to witness a Super Bowl, a, ch- a NASCAR championship. <laughs> And my t- my hockey team make the playoffs and immediately get beaten six. I've seen. Well, actually, get beaten five. I've but. seen five <laughs> World Series championships. As a, with yeah, the Yankees. you've seen a lot of success. I've seen. I've like, seen nothing. two. <laughs> I've seen two Super Bowls. My driver winning a, technically two of my drivers winning championships yeah, same for me because Labonte. Tony and Truex. Mm, yep, Labonte won in '96. I was only three. I've seen technically. I've seen three titles in my lifetime with the Eagles and then. Between Tony and Truex, yeah. yeah, but it's it's still cool seeing. It was it, I still take the Eagles over the Truex and Pocono, honestly. 
Well, yeah, I mean... Not, not saying it's not, oh, it's right up there for me. Because seeing him win live for the first time in like 10 years was great. But it was just something about when the Eagles won, it was like, is this real? Oh, my God. Like, on, I'm, like the biggest call of your life. I, I, I even told Taylor, I was like, oh, my God, he's crying. <laughs> he's crying. Tears I, of joy. I, I remember my dad was standing right in the doorway. I'm watching the TV, and it hits the ground. I seen that when Amendola did, like, dive catch, and I'm like, I, I did see it hit the ground first. I'm like, they just scored, didn't they? That little midget. And then next thing and you see. scored. And then all, and all I see is the refs going like this. And I'm like, I just dropped to my knees. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad walked over the doorway. He like, he like picked me up. He grabbed me and I hug it. He's like, he can't have any words. I'm like, I'm like, there's going to be a parade in Philly. This is real. <laughs> my exact words. This is real. There's and we're going. And you're going. <laughs> and my dad's exact words. I'll take off work. It's good. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a commercial break right now, and we'll uh, come right back to you. All right, we are back. So now the biggest talk would be you just – we were just talking about this during our break. You said that Pretty Reckless is the worst live band ever. Not the worst live band <laughs> I've ever seen, but they're – they just didn't impress me the day I seen them. Maybe it was a bad night for them or – Something, but I'd be able to give them a second them? chance. Right uh, for Soundgarden, right? The Soundgarden uh, no, show? No, they canceled that because of Cordell's death. They seen him later that November because of it, and I just wasn't too impressed by it. I mean, come on. I mean, how... I mean, Taylor Momsen, she's a great vocalist. I don't know if the band was not... It, it was. She was great. It was the rest of the band that was kind of like... Mm. <laughs> like, they sounded so out of tune. It was like... Like they just didn't sound like they were in sync. I don't know. Maybe I to you want to come to the worst live band ever, and they were great. But I just don't like how they were. Was Breaking Benjamin? Oh, thank you. Somebody agrees with me about Breaking Ben being great sound wise, but just not good stage presence. <laughs> Someone finally agrees with me on this. I yeah, I agree. Like when I saw them with Five Finger Death Punch, I was not impressed by them. I seen them with Disturbed, and that I didn't like that show. So when we went and seen Five Figure this year at PNC, right, we just left before Breaking Ben went on. We we like we're not sitting through our Breaking Ben show. Just left. <laughs> Did now, I are you going to Disturbed with Three Days Grace or no? You couldn't get tickets. We oh, tried that's... so hard for both. I didn't in there. I didn't want to go because I heard Disturbed's not that great live anymore. I'm a massive Three Days Grace fan as it is, so it would have been something like oh. I'm... I want to see them, but I want to see a full Disturbed set again, and it's a little bit cool. Well, no, my thing is what Disturbed is, um, like, their new album was good. Very. And it was a mixture. When he said, oh, it's going to be like our Black Album, he wasn't lying. No. It really kind of fit the bill of what the Black Album was. I mean, you can't compare Metallica. I'm not to saying I'm not comparing it to that album. I'm I, just saying the music inside of it how it went from like heavy to I'm not slow <laughs> to a ballad. It really did fit the Black Album bill. My thing is, is that when it comes to all of that, it's really coming to the point where music is just wash and repeat. <laughs> no, I I really was pissed off about the Grammys. I heard I don't watch the Grammys, but I hear the like the articles. I read the articles. What they did, they fucking snubbed 
Vinnie Paul. Yeah. From Pantera. I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? They snubbed a lot of great heavy metal musicians. They don't care about the heavy metal musicians. That's why. Why do you think there's actual awards just for rock and heavy metal that aren't at the Grammys? The Golden God Awards and then you... The Loudwire has the loud, their awards. Yep. <clears throat> I think it's stupid. <clears throat> I th- If you're... Let me tell you. If you are in the Grammys... If you have a great album, especially coming from a heavy metal band or a great rock band, fucking do us a favor and please show respect to the music. You know, we don't give a fuck about Cardi B. We don't give a fuck about Kanye West or Nicki Minaj or the shitty rappers. I don't like the mainstream. That's why I hate the mainstream music. Some of them, okay. Like, I get why they get more attention. They're more famous. They're more popular. And the heavy metal gets snubbed on the mainstream block because, oh, it doesn't fit in your mainstream conformities. It's not upbeat. It's not everything. It's hard and heavy and it's everything. It, like, it's oh, not it mainstream. No, and it's fucking bullshit. And it calls out the mainstream media and everything. That's why they don't like it. It's just, it's fucking bullshit to me. Yeah, but I can see why Vinnie Paul got snubbed just due to the fact that they don't look I'm, at the mainstream know, in, for heavy metal. You know who I'm surprised he did not win a Grammy for an album? And no. that would, I, I don't even know if he was nominated or not, was uh, Eminem's Kamikaze record. He was nominated for Best Rap Album, but Donald Glover's... Uh, it should have been Kamikaze. It, it should have been Kamikaze, yes. But the reason why that uh, This Is America, I think it was called, that had the song This Is America on it. Childish Gambino. Yeah, Gambino's one is because of the cultural difference of, oh, he's calling out the mainstream media and everything. He's already winning it. I can see why he won. The, oh, okay, the song itself, This Is America, is it's a like, real masterpiece on basically fuck you to the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. But... The album itself was a bit lackluster. Yeah, but he barely, he barely literally he, spit he, bars. Yeah, he won the award for that. And then This Is America got put up for, I think, Best Song in the One or something like that. And he didn't show up because he refuses to go to the Grammys. I mean, do you blame him? No. I mean, they wanted him to do a performance. Like, they asked him months ago, like, oh, do you want to do a performance? He said, no, if I, even if I'm nominated, I'm not showing up. No, and Eminem, was, he fucking hates the media too right now because he, uh, Revival did not go... His recent album before Comic House, Revival, I'm not going to lie, it did suck. Yeah, like, when you have to have Ed Sheeran on a song, you know it sucked. I like Ed Sheeran, but he does not fan it. I mean, this is not... <laughs> but everyone's like, all right, fuck this album. And, but... Eminem is a great rapper. Don't get me wrong. He's a great rapper. But he's lost a big of it. He lost... No, but here's the thing. Ever since the whole rap about Trump, he fucking... He's lost lo- a lot of fans. Which I don't understand. I'm well, like, well, because he went political. That's that, why. Nobody wanted to go political with it. And Detroit's a blue-collar, hard-working city, which is a red city. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize that Detroit's a red city, probably. And if he did, he probably said, oh, fuck my fans in Detroit. Who cares about them anyway? But Kamikaze, when he came out with Kamikaze, that was fantastic. It was a great album, yeah. Great. I, it was I, a surprise drop as well. When, I, when my friend texted me at midnight, yo, uh, Eminem just dropped. No, I'm like, yeah, you're crazy. He hasn't. Yeah, my brother even said that to me. I got a text. I, I went right on Spotify. I'm like, whoa. Steven, yeah, because when my, Steven texted me, he's like, Eminem released a new record. I'm like, you're kidding me, You're right? kidding me. <laughs> and then I, 
I looked, I did the same thing. I looked on Spotify. I'm like, all right, I'm listening to this whole album. Yeah, I did and, that. As soon as I heard about it, I went and just listened to and it. And then I fucking loved he, every song he did. He, he went at mumble rappers in it. He went at the mainstream media. He went at everybody. There was only a few rappers that he spared a, oh, I like you too. And even mentioned them. That he's like, oh, I like you basically, but. You know, oh, what's I still that? Go at you. What's that song? Uh, the first song of the title, The Ringer. The Ringer. Like he literally ripped Lil Xan, Little Pete, Little Pete, Burger King, like Gucci Gang, Burger, whatever the fuck he yeah. just said. And there's Gucci, a, Gucci Gang, Burger King, Little Zunk, yeah. Little Pump, Lil, all yeah. imitate Lil Wayne. He like <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't. I don't know how he is with Post Malone, but Post I, Malone's got like he's Post got Malone, s- he has something about him I like. He's just a good music person. He doesn't. Not just rap. He likes to branch. He like, but here's the one thing I like about Post Malone. He's not just into rap music. He loves heavy metal music. Yeah, and he proved that he did. He actually plays guitar. He's actually good at guitar. I'm not saying he's shit. Unlike Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah, he. I if him and Lil Wayne had a guitar battle, Post Malone would fucking win. Did Lil Wayne do a song of metal? He's doing no. something like one like. It was a metal slash rock band. Like, they bought him on stage and he failed at it. I don't know, but I've seen him play guitar and it was like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He just knows the basics of there was, a, But, no, it, there's a lot of... Like, I don't hate on rap music. I really don't. I love heavy metal music. That's, like, my main genre. I just really think that rap music is shitty these days. Like, Nowadays, yeah. they, I don't feel like they really went far beyond with all this, you know? Oh, yeah, they've really let, gone downhill since, I'm going to say, 2007, 2006. Yeah, I agree. Right around, I'm not going to say, oh, this was the song that caused the downfall. Oh, this is the death of rap music. It's just the, There's been amazing songs that come out since It's it. just like... But the one song that comes to mind, I think, oh, I killed rap music, per se, was Soldier Boy. I think he killed no what for, when he when he said oh yeah. the Soldier Boy dance one that killed it in my opinion because like and then the everyone stanky... started trying to make it oh you have a dance or something then you have guys like Jay Z and Eminem are so recent and just put out straight fire <laughs> I know and then you have like uh, the Stanky Leg song which I think that's retarded as shit the or the Dougie the whip <laughs> and the whip like what the fuck is this shit now I remember I saw someone flossing yesterday at the hockey game. <laughs> And I was like, fuck you and your Fortnite dances. And they well, were like, you know that wasn't originally a Fortnite dance, right? It was actually done back in like a rap video in like 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and someone had to like, like someone had to fucking like, like you look like how you did just now, like give me facts about the whole thing. And I'm like, I just don't like how kids are just doing these dances. Because they're in a game. Because they're in a game. That's how influential the Fortnite is though, is like influential in their life. I don't, and that's what grinds my fucking gears. I fucking hate Fortnite. And the kids that play it, I don't know what's so good about it. All you do, it's like Minecraft. Trust me, I I only play it for the, basically for the memes at this point. <laughs> the, put it lightly, I, I go on me play like two games with some friends and that's it. <laughs> oh my god. No, I, I just don't, I don't know how parents understand. Like, they're playing Xbox all night playing Fortnite. <laughs> Look at fucking, uh, what's his name, Blake Wheeler? Yeah. From the um, Winnipeg Jets. Like, he plays Fortnite, and no wonder why he's, <laughs> fu- he's not racking points. All he cares about is playing Fortnite. Matt, I still love that that uh, Spigging Chicklets interview with Matt the, with uh, Keith the Chuck, how he mentions how Matt, oh, yeah, we're playing uh, Fortnite. 
Who are you playing with, Mike Smith? <laughs> no, I, I just don't like it. I just don't like it at all. I fucking hate Fortnite. I can see why it's not that good of a game. To it's fair, also but... brainwashing. In a sense, yeah. In a sense, it's brainwashing, but, you know, but honestly, people, like, rather play Fortnite. A lot of people are like, I'd rather play Fortnite than Grand Theft Auto. Like, if I have my kids play Fortnite than Grand Theft Auto. Nope. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely I don't, not. I don't understand it. But, no, I think with this, like, generation, like, you know, people are doing the dances. We went to a, um, we went to a Sixers game. Me, Steven, my buddy Tommy, my buddy Jose went to a Sixers game against the Knicks. And there was a dance battle going on. And a lot of them were probably flossing, weren't they? One of them was flossing and doing the uh, Fortnite. Someone was, one of them was doing the Fortnite dances. <laughs> the other one was doing the truffle shuffle. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And everyone rooted for the Fort, because uh, he, all he did was flossing. And then the another dance he was doing was the uh, the L and the fucking, like, Put your legs like, you yeah, know, the yeah, yeah, the L dance. Yep. And then, I don't know what the fuck is with your with the hand motion like go up, middle, down, up, middle, down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. get that shit either. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this world coming to? All I care about is my play Fortnite. <laughs> I lost relationships. I'm still a virgin. I don't know. I'm playing Fortnite. <laughs> That's great. That's but no, uh, what were we talking about? Music? Yeah. And the Grammys and shit? Yeah. Get back on track here a little bit. Yeah, I mean, sorry. I mean, we, and that's what happens when you're on a podcast. It you get sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> going back to the Grammys and snubbing heavy metal, I just don't like it. At least, uh, at least one rock band got their due and Greta Van Fleet and getting... Getting nominated for I'm four, surprised you're not going one. to the Summer State show. I already got my oh, you're already going to Granite Flight <laughs> Fleet. Nice. Got them on the pre-sale. <laughs> and they're a great lot. I heard they're great. Amazing. As someone who's seen them last year, they're fantastic. I want to see. I, they're, I'm only going to two shows so far. No, so three. So far this, this year, I have three down. I am going to Ozzy, Maiden, and uh, Slayer. I don't know if there's going to be more added, but it's a possibility. <laughs> Ozzy Maiden Slayer, those are my three main. My, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Gerda again. They're really good live. Oh my god. But I think that Heavy might also get more recognition in the mainstream media and all that. But until that day, you'll never see one of them but make it. In the you Grammys. know when Grammy snubbed Heavy Metal when Metallica performed with Lady Gaga and they snubbed James's mic? They're like, nope, fuck you, James. We're gonna. Snub your mic so Lady Gaga could sing. And I'm like, wow. But Lady Gaga, they didn't sound too bad with Metallica, to be fair. It's like, I know, yeah, they snubbed James's mic and all that, but... She I didn't, didn't do too bad of a job. I did not see her the movie with her in it. Either did I. I have no idea. Stars. Well, no, they say it was a good movie. A Star Wars Born was a good movie. I didn't, if I had to sit there, it's because of Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I mean, Lady Gaga actually looked fantastic in that movie i saw the trailer and shit i was like wow she Didn't actually that come out the same day as venom if i remember correctly or very i think around venom. venom yeah and bohemian rhapsody that was a that great, was a yes. great movie i finally had the chance to watch it a few weeks ago and that was fantastic great oh my god bohemian rhapsody was amazing i can't wait to watch it again i 
it there is some obviously Hollywood stuff into it, and even Brian May himself is said, "Oh, this is definitely Hollywood a bit of it," but a lot of it's accurate. And I really think if they couldn't go too deep within Freddy's life, obviously, because there is some really dark stuff they could have talked about with Freddy. Like they could have added in for Rami Malek to fucking act about it, but he did a good job. Rami did a very good job playing as Freddy Mercury. Oh yeah. And he his choreographing of what Freddie did, like that that for them concerts that I him reperform, was like almost identical. If you if I don't know if you ever seen that video of like the movements of what Freddie did live. Yeah, because he had he had someone choreograph and it. And he legit like was identical of like oh Freddie's yeah, holding he, the mic stand, he's holding the same exact position, his legs are the same exact way, his body's the same exact way. Did you see the video of the movie version and the real and version of when Live Aid. City, yeah, Live Age up. How it was almost identical. Like the whole set was identical. Yeah. Now in the now they released it on Blu-ray and they actually have the full Live Aid show. Show. Yeah. Do they? Uh, is that crowd CGI or is that real people for the? Uh... From what I've seen, the behind the scenes, it was CGI'd. Because I was going to say, imagine trying to pay 100,000 plus real people to be extras for that. Yeah, really. You'd run out of the movie budget. Mm-hmm. No, they said they really uh, CGI'd it. But I believe didn't... it because they weren't going to go out of their way to pay 100,000 people to come out for what one they gotta, thing. Yeah, like, that's like how much they got to pay, 30,000 each. Depending on what the scene is, with something being like that big, yeah, you're probably paying like maybe five, ten grand a person. I mean, I agree. Like, imagine, but could you imagine if you got paid... To go to a movie set for that just one day. Just for one day. Just getting fucking paid. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> just to do, just to do, just be in the crowd. Just sign me up. Like, I'm not saying, oh, I was in the movie or anything like that. But when they were filming, I think it was Fast 7. They were in New York City in Fast 7, right? No. Fast 8. Fast 8, they were nowhere near New York. There was one of the Fast movies. They were in New York City. And I see where they had the barricades set up and everything where they were... Filming in New York City. I think that's gonna be for Fast Nine. It might have been. It was. It was like two years ago. I seen them filming, so it could possibly have been. That. I mean, London. They had. They were filmed in London, Tokyo, Germany. I know they had that one scene in New York City where the cars came crashing through the corridor. I I don't know, but could you imagine if you got paid to do that? Oh yeah, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to get paid. Uh, to speaking of the say. Fast and Furious movies, are you gonna see Hobbs and Shaw? Most likely. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll give it a chance. <laughs> I'll give it a chance too. I mean, Jason Statham, it's just because Jason Statham and The Rock, and Roman Reigns is in a scene. Is he really? Yeah, he I... uh, he's in a fight scene. Oh shit! Now, oh, speaking of um, you, movies, tomorrow Motley Crue is dropping the trailer for The Dirt. Ooh. I am excited to see the trailer. As much as I'm not a big Motley Crue fan, I'll. I'm, gonna, I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it even though I'm not a big March 22nd, they released The Dirt. Yeah. I'm going to end up watching it, but let's see if this could change the way I think on some of the members. Yeah, right. Nick, Nikki Six is the main one. I just can't MGK's it. playing freaking uh, Machine Gun Kelly's playing Tommy Lee. Really? Yeah. He fits it. He's all, he's all linked up and everything like that. that, that I just want to see how it works. Like that fits how, the bill, though, with Tommy Lee because... He's all inked up Tommy Lee and all that, so that, that makes sense. You, even though he's a twig and doesn't have the same build, the ink would match. If you're looking from afar, oh, it's a guy with a lot of tattoos on his arm. Yeah, exactly, but... It's, it's Tommy Lee. 
Tommy Lee, well, no, and then I hope in the dirt, like, I just saw, like, a little snip of the trailer. They released it on uh, Facebook. I was, like, I looked at it. I was, like, looking at every detail. They're going to show the car crash that Vince Neil did in his Ferrari. Because it's all, if you read the dirt, it's all, that's what the movie's based out of, is the dirt. Yep. And I didn't read it, but I know what the book's about. Yeah, it's about their biography. Yep. And... I was I was hoping that I thought they were going to release a movie on Nikki Six's heroin diaries. I was yeah yeah, but in a way, didn't he already kind of do an album about about that with Six A.M. kind of yes in a music way of talking about it. Yep. Refresh for the damn one that I want to say. I think so. Where he talks about life is beautiful and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I freaking I love Six A.M. They're good. They're fantastic. I hate I hate Nikki Six, but I think they're fantastic. Well, their guitar player, DJ something, is very good. Oh, yeah, DJ Skiba? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to understand, like, you add into Motley Crue, the movie, and MGK. And I'm like, I don't think MGK would fit in because he's a rapper. I don't think he fits into the rock scene, but never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because he's white. (laughs) He's not that bad of a rapper. I don't think so either. Like, I think he's pretty okay. Rap Devil uh, took an L. Definitely. Kill Shot really... I agree that he Kill shot beat him, but Eminem it was a pretty even fight in the rap game, at least. Yeah, Eminem, not being biased, Eminem did win. Oh, yeah, I agree. No fuck. I mean, no fucking way. Like, yeah. MGK... I mean, he. I mean, some parts of Rap Devil were actually like, damn. Yeah, like how he came back for something that came like it was like seven years ago after when Eminem dropped that album. Like you're kind of late. Yeah, but I understand. Oh, he came at Haley. He's my da- that's my daughter, but you can't stick up for her for your entire life. That you, you killed Ja Rule for. It. You can't kill somebody. You kill Benzino, Ja Rule, die motherfucker. Ja that's Rule's. <laughs> Back toward again this year. I, I seen him like he's alive. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> ja Rule is just an imitation of DMX. Yeah. Because of the voice. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> You're not lying. DMX is a scary motherfucker as well. <laughs> he scares me sometimes. This shit. Did you see the movie with DMX in yes. it? Yes. Uh, what the fuck was it called? Uh, I know what movie you're talking about, yeah. When he goes, uh, my favorite scene in that movie, I forgot the name of the fucking movie. God damn. DMX uh, was in it. He went to a Porsche dealer. He went like to a car dealership. I think it was a Ferrari dealer, actually. And he was like, gave him a stack of money. He's like, oh, you're not allowed to be here. The sales was like, you're not allowed to be here. And then he gives him a stack of cash and say, all right, you can go. Is it Never Die Alone? I think it's Never Die Alone, or... He also has a Cradle to the Grave. He has a lot of movies he's been in now. Ooh, DMX? Yeah. I didn't even... What? He has a lot of smaller movies he's been in, yeah. Let me see. Here's his... Just scroll down, dude. You can see he's in, like, 20 movies. I think it was Never Die Alone. I think it's Never Die Alone, you're, the movie you're referencing. That's the one that instantly stood out to me when you were talking about this. I think it's Never Die Alone. Let me see the cast. No, it was never. It was not Never Die Alone. Hmm. 
I know what movie you're referring to as well. This is going to bug me. I know. It's going to bug me, too. We're going to get Not great. Exit Wounds, I think. It's Exit Wounds. It's Exit Wounds? It was Exit Wounds. That makes sense. That was a... No, because remember, Exit... If he had, um... He went to the dealership, bought a Ferrari, gave him cash and said, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exit Wounds. That's what the movie was. Yep. Because, uh, I forgot the actor from... He was in Transformers and Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. Uh, Shia LaBeouf? No, not Shia LaBeouf. Uh, why? You said Transformers. It came right to mind. Is, is it a Kangaroo black? Jack 2. Is it a black guy? Yeah. Chris Rock? No. You, look at... Look at Exit oh, Wounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I deleted it off fuck. my search history, so let me see. This is gonna... Yeah, now that I'm gonna lose... lose I'm gonna lose uh, listeners <laughs> after that one. Fuck. Where is it? Sorry, that was... That wasn't me being racist either. I, Chris Rock came to mind. I don't know why. Is it a black guy? Oh, well. Yeah, like that... Because you have to be kind of specific sometimes. Uh, oh, shit. That's actually a cool cover of the ESPN magazine. Yeah, it's like all stock looking shit. No, that's not stock, dude. That's uh bets. Yeah, there's a... I think... Now, speaking of Super Bowl, what did you think of this year's Super Bowl? It was not what I expected. Fuck the Patriots. Yeah, but... <laughs> It was still what I expected, because it's like, you know Brady's going to win coming into that. <laughs> yeah, especially they leaked a uh, commercial the, date, the, the night day before. before. Yeah, like they leaked that, oh, get your Patriots Super Bowl gear here on NFL Network. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yep, man. it's over. <laughs> I still watched, but it was kind of what I expected. A lot of defensive uh, games and shit It was a good like defensive that. game. It really was. And people don't like defensive games, but it was really good. I don't know. It's, uh, it is what it is, right? Yeah. That's, it is what it is. It's not going to... Just to put the salt and Patriot fans wounds here, uh, just remember, Nick Foles is the last quarterback to throw a touchdown in Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> You're I right. I don't want to hear you bitch. You have two. <laughs> We have four. <laughs> you you talking? have two in your lifetime. Yeah, I'm but hear you bitch. I'm not good at bitch. I like, I've seen three giant Super Bowls. Two of them, I've seen two out of three of winning. Yeah. Day. The third one was when they played Baltimore. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm, I I the only one I wanted to forget because my brother in law will still smack the shit out of me for that. He's <laughs> like mm. Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> I uh. I will say, like, that everyone's like, oh, the Super Bowl, this and that. The only thing I really ended up watching the Super Bowl for was the halftime show. And that still disappointed me. Oh, Maroon 5 (laughs) was terrible. I won't say they were terrible. Like, they were okay for the circumstances they were given. I was more mad that the the Sweet Victory just trolled. Got snubbed. They just trolled us. Like, oh, and everyone, it's happening. The Travis Scott comes in Sycamore. It's like, go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. When Sycamore comes into play, I'm like, no. That was really like, like, go fuck yourself, Travis Scott. Oh, no. Come on. (laughs) We all came here for Sweet Victory, but instead we got Sicky to Sycamore. It sucks, and I'm like, wait, that's supposed to be Drake's intro. <laughs> that's not Travis Scott's intro. That's Drake's intro. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. And then, I I'm pretty sure all the ladies enjoyed Adam Levine being shirtless. Oh yeah. But oh, then my. you have the feminist on Twitter crying that oh Janet Jackson couldn't show a little nipple, but Adam Levine go full shirtless. 
What the fuck? What does the feminist have to do with any of this? Because, oh, Janet Jackson in her Super Bowl show got ha- her one nipple popped out. and But Adam Levine go full shirtless because he's a man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was going to be your reaction. Oh, my God. Remember I fucking ripped this one bitch on Twitter? Yeah, for, after the Humboldt thing? Yeah. After, the, after the Humboldt. Uh, Did your account get suspended for that? I got Yeah, my Twitter got suspended because of that. <laughs> Because she's like, oh, that whole team was nothing but a bunch of... White men and this and that. But the, oh, it, yeah, I'm about to say it's all a tragedy, but there's more rapes and than the And then I fucking... And I ripped at this bitch. And I, <laughs> I ripped at this bitch. I was like, shut the fuck up and do not... And I literally just said, do not fucking talk shit about a team that is going through a lot of shit. Why don't you just go drink bleach, fuck off, and die? That's what I said to her. And then my account got suspended. Oh, wow. What's up? China's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know that? No. The whole D-Generation X is going to the Hall of Fame. So, wow, they're actually going to put China in. China's going to the Hall of Fame. Vince is losing his stance on on porn. (laughs) What is this? Wait, China alone or with D-Generation X? China with DX. Yeah, D-Generation X is going... If you're going to put DX in with her, you might as well put her in alone. Yeah, wait, wait. My question is, like... X-Pac's and D... They had a... X-Pac... They had a porno together! Like, you... What the fuck does that even matter going to the Hall of Fame? Because... Oh, Vince has such a thing about, oh, you, I don't want my kid, I don't want my grandkids or people watching, looking your name up and finding that, but you'll let people like Sonny in. I know, right? That's who the... has a drug record and does Pam shows for $10 on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but no, you know what everyone's question was? Like, why what? does Shawn Michaels have to go to the Hall of Fame twice? Actually, three times. Three? The Rockers. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the, he's, he's one of the only guys to get inducted multiple times as well. Yeah. Bret Hart is gonna be on that list. Same with the uh the entire Hart Foundation is getting inducted this year as well. They're gonna join Shawn Michaels and Triple H Undertaker. Undertaker and Triple H is the only guys I think to get inducted more than once. Oh yeah, because the brothers of destruction. Yep. And Triple H is finally going. Well, Undertaker home. actually hasn't been fully inducted as a solo guy yet. No, he but hasn't. If you want to look into the future, you know he's going. To. Is isn't it Kane in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so yet, except for the Brothers of Destruction. Oh my God. I, I if Kane's not in the Hall of Fame, then I, they I, might do him in the same year per se. Uh, Kane and Undertaker, that'd be amazing uh, Hall of Fame. That would be, yeah, then if you want to stick to kayfabe, like Undertaker loves yeah. to, you can have Undertaker induct Kane and then Kane stay on stage and induct Undertaker. You know what's funny? Now, was last year, was it NXT in the Hall of Fame on Saturday or was it? It was Hall of Fame on sat- on Friday, NXT uh, Saturday. Yeah, now you know, you they know what? They switched it because of the NJPW show. Mm-hmm. The difference with ROH. Yeah, they're not going to compete with that. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. You're going with yeah, us. James gave me that one ticket. <laughs> we have one ticket left. That was fun. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be great because I want. I can't wait to see like the wrestling from. I'm gonna. Have, I think I might wear my Cody shirt. <laughs> Go for it. Is, oh. is even on the card? No, that's right. It, we it, didn't even release yeah. the card yet. That that card's gonna be has to be good if it's gonna contend because we're gonna have to beat NXT the night before, which mm-hmm. they always set a super high bar. Yeah, but that being but all elite wrestling. 
isn't going to be in there. They have their own thing in L, uh, like LA. Vegas. They just sold out within like minutes. All, all in. Yeah, they sold out all in within minutes. Now, no car, not even a full roster, commentators, anything. Yeah, they just... Just to think they sold out a, oh, an arena in 20 minutes, basically, with nothing, like... But a few guys signed. Only the Young Bucks, Omega... Cody. And Jericho. Yeah. And Jericho really has an open contract to go wherever the fuck he wants, because... Could you imagine if he shows up at Mania? Or New Japan Pro Wrestling? Going I can against... see it. He I... has an open contract. Everyone around the world respects it. Mm-hmm. Even Vince's... Even Vince, while under contract, why don't wrestle for NJPW? Which... New Japan maybe Pro another wrestling. wrestler that Vince would let do that. There's probably maybe one or two. <laughs> and it would be if Taker ever wanted to go wrestle somebody else. Him? You're, yeah, I agree. And, and maybe Cena. Maybe. I don't think Cena's going to go. Uh, do I ever think he would wrestle somebody else? Nope. Do I, I think the same about Taker either. Taker would never leave WWE, but at the same note, they're probably the only two I think Vince would have enough respect for. Back here, Dude, you can you, go do your one-off match. You, you must be in your glory days right now because Becky Lynch is getting a push. Yeah, which is great. And even Stone Cold thinks she I know, him. she's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> like, I'm like, holy shit. I'm happy about this. I really am. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for WrestleMania. She hope she's gonna pin Charlotte so Ronda doesn't look weak when she goes out because mm-hmm. she's leaving after Mania because she's having a kid. Mm-hmm. Which why is she wrestling if she's pregnant? If you notice, she's not really wrestling. <laughs> she's just kind of giving promos each week and having her face busted open. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but why would that's a man should never do that to? She, I it's rumors that she's pregnant, but I can believe it. I mean, Travis Brown, he, he hasn't been fighting in a while. Yeah. So, if you think about it, like... And it's really not going to do much damage to the baby if it's not too far along, like, in the first few months. Well, yeah, I mean... If it's, like, like if she's, like, one and a half months, oh, yeah, she could go to Mania, lose a title, and... I just don't want to see... I just don't... I just hope WrestleMania is not shit this year. You're going, right? Yeah, James and I are going. That should be fun. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Probably gonna end up going drunk in the first. Uh... You also have a drinking game for it. Oh my every, god! Every time there's a near fall, <laughs> shot. <laughs> Just take a shot. Oh my! Like, I don't know who's going. I don't know. Let's see. We all know Seth Rollins is going for the Universal Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. You got. I'm hoping Daniel versus Kofi. I know I'm going to get hate for that, but after no, last actually, night, no. I really want to see that. Him, Kofi, ver- him, Kofi, and AJ. Yeah, and I'd like to see Kofi walk out on top. Same. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. I really thought he could have done it last night. <laughs> I agree. I can't wait for Mania. Yeah, that should be fun. Oh, hell yeah. Mania's going to have a, a good card this year, and if it could actually live up to expectations, if Vince lets them just have at it, it'd be fun. Because it's a lot of talented they, guys on that roster. And how much you want to bet, like, how, going to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then seeing a, a different crowd, per se, like how it's silent and then it builds up. Mm-hmm. is going to really impact somebody like me who's never been to a New Japan show. Just kind of watch I've never been, I, I can't wait for New Japan and Ring of Honor. This is actually my first time seeing that show. Like, I watch it semi-casually and WJP. I watch and J- Ring of Honor. And JPW? Yeah, JPW. I watch more Ring of Honor, to be fair. Yeah. But 
I watch as much as I can. With oh, the yeah. English dub, it's always months behind as is, so it's kind of hard to watch and you already know what happens. Yeah, well. But, for what I do watch, it's an amazing company. And I, I'm looking forward to that show. Oh my god, who isn't? I have, like, I really am very excited. But I'm going to be so exhausted on Monday, I'm probably going to want to sleep all day. Yeah, it's going to sound like me Sunday. I got to figure out what we're going to do. What, like Sunday? I mean, or, uh, yeah, for Saturday, Sunday I mean? for me- well, Saturday for uh, we have to figure out what we're doing, meet up, and all that. But that'll be easy. Well, if you think about it, just pick me up or something. Like that, yeah, we'll <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, we'll talk to James about this. Yeah, like that's something James and like well, we'll f- we'll figure out who gets that fourth ticket somehow as well. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Let's <laughs> give some random homeless dude showing outside the MSG. <laughs> yeah, right. I need like have anyone who like who needs one ticket and we're like all right, hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah. Yeah, hundred bucks to pop. <laughs> no, those tickets were not cheap. I believe it. But James is like, "Oh, who wants to go?" And I'm like, "For free." He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I cannot wait for. Um, the other thing is like I have something I don't even know what I planned this year. To be honest with you, it's, I know it's still early. It's very early in the year. It's. I have so I'm planning on going to one more Ranger game. This year, I'm trying to go to at least one or two more double games before the season's over. But what what's your record at the Prudential Center this year? This year, uh, as against that quad, he's thinking I'm about like I think I'm I'm around 500 this season. Like dating the, back to last year, I am. I actually know. Sorry, off the top of my head, twelve nine and three. Dating back to last season, you went to twenty four games last year. Well, that's dating back to last season. I've been to twenty four games since this year and last year combined. The two oh, seasons. okay. Yeah, I know. As I'm like, let's see. I've seen the Rangers beat uh, the San Jose Sharks, the Colorado Avalanche. I forgot what the games I've seen. They won at home. I'll have to go back to it. All I know is I'm like. Four, six, and that's it. Four and six. I could probably dig through my phone and find every picture I've been to at a game and see the score. Yeah, right. Because I have to take... So, Columbus lost. I'm going to do this in my head. Like, take... How many L's did he take one year? There's a massive L. Yeah, I mean, the Devils suck this year. What do you mean? What do you here's, a, here's an overtime loss. I, I'm about 500. Let's put that. All right, well... Yeah, I'm not... I, I don't want to do the exact record, but I'm about 500. <laughs> I'm very close to 500. I mean, if you're close to 500, then we'll see. Yeah. This season, I'm close to 500. So, I'll take it. Oh, well, we'll see. But, um... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that... I think this year's just a lost cause for both of our teams, and we look forward to next year. <laughs> yeah, well, then if if the Islanders win the Stanley Cup this year, then I'm I'm done. <laughs> I is it bad? I like I'm actually kind of rooting for them. Mm, yeah. I don't have a grievance with the Isles. I do. As a Devils fan, I do. You're a Rangers fan. You have to hate New York teams. <laughs> I don't want. You to probably re- hate Buffalo just because they have any kind of allegiance with New York. I don't really hate Buffalo. I don't even consider them a hockey team, to be honest with you. That's why they're doing... That's why they are doing better than the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, but the Rangers beat the shit out of them the other night. That's one game in how many? <laughs> I don't know. We beat... We always beat the Sabres, though. True. 
I remember seeing the whole shenanigans with, uh, like, the after the Winter Classic game. I went to the rematch, and that was pretty cool. I, uh, yesterday, speaking of the Sabres, is the Devil Sabres game. And, uh, during warm-ups, uh, Curtis Gabriel and Zach Bogosian got really chippy with each other. Bogosian was, like, hitting them in the back of his stick and chirping them, and Gabriel's just going, yeah, cool. Did you see, uh... Malkin was bitching yesterday. He got, oh, he got suspended for one game over that high stick. Yeah. No, he got Zuccarello high sticked him and he didn't call a penalty. The <laughs> referees. Didn't they call a too many men penalty on the Rangers? Yes. Like, what else is new? And what's his face is pissed about? What's the Rangers coach name? David Quinn. That's a Quinn. He was like really pissed about it. <laughs> I don't know. No, but Malkin got so fucking salty. Yeah. About what that missed call. The referees had to apologize to the Rangers for fucking their game up. <laughs> Why? Because there was a some there was a lot of blown calls. I believe it. But if you're playing the Penguins, they're untouchable. They're like the fucking Patriots. They are. You're right. Sidney Crosby's the golden child. So what do you expect? Yeah, it's you're just kind of hoping that nothing happens and you just play a decent game. Oh my goodness! I am st- I'm kind of, I'm very dumb with fucking Malkin. So am I. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap up the podcast here. Um, here's a word from our sponsor, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'll figure out who my next guest is. So have a good one, everyone. Bye.